Hey Church, Pastor Eric here, and I'm just so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. I just pray that this message will stir up your faith, build you up, and just move you closer to the Father's heart. If you want to learn more about us as a church or would like to get further connected, you can visit us at our website at oasischurchchicago.com, download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, and also join us on YouTube for our live streams on Sundays and Wednesdays. We hope you find this message to be encouraging and life-giving. Now here's today's message from Pastor JP. We're going to talk today, and uh, I said last week that we were going to jump into a new series, but um, I put that on hold today. Um, after praying and talking with some of our pastors, I just felt like on Monday morning after Sunday service. How many of you were here Sunday? How many of you are thankful for Pastor Ed and that crew there from, can we just thank them, even though they're not here, just a way of honoring them and thanking them, just the presence of God ministered to our church on Sunday. And then Wednesday night, we just had a blessed time in the presence of God, a, a revival, a spirit broke out in this place. And we're just so thankful. And we believe that it's building blocks for where we're going. And so I said, put a pause on the, on the next sermon series, which we're going to talk about prayer starting next week. And then uh, we'll move through that for a couple of weeks. But the Lord woke me up on Monday and just placed a word in my heart that I want to share with you guys today about who we're going to be and what we're going to be about. And so we're going to pray at the end of service today. We're going to open up the altars. And for some of you who've been around here long enough that you know this is not uncommon, we're going to have you come up and we're going to, we're going to have some time of ministry. But we're also going to pray today. I just feel in my spirit, there's been four days of me waking up in the morning, four days, where there's been just this overwhelming sense in my heart. And I'm just saying it's a sensing from the Spirit of God that today the Holy Spirit actually wants to do something specific in some people's lives, and that is he wants to break the bondage of addiction to nicotine today. That's a really specific word, right? That some of you are so bound by jewels. Come on, how many of you know this no longer cigarettes? I, I smoked for some years. You all, I, I smoked cigarettes. I'd find cigarettes off the street. And that's how addicted I was to cigarettes. And the Holy Spirit broke that in me. And so today, the Holy Spirit wants to break that in some people here today. And we're not calling it out to condemn. We'll actually come around you and cover you and love you. But, but here's why, because we're going to talk about power today. We're going to talk about being empowered by the Holy Spirit. And some of us in this room, some of us have our vices, our, our things that we're looking for to fill us with power. We're looking that if we can just hit that jewel, if we can hit that thing, uh, we, if we can hit whatever it is, we can take that puff, we can take that, we will get power, we'll get rest, we'll get peace. Some of you, it might not be addiction to, to nicotine, it might be addiction to alcohol. Or if you can pour the glass one more time and take it, you can rest easy, you can go to sleep. And today the Holy Spirit's saying, I actually want to be your power. I actually want to be your rest. I actually want to be your peace. I actually want to be that. So I'm saying that now because the Holy Spirit's just going to speak right now as I speak his words, but he's going to be ministering to some people. Today's the day. Enough's enough. You're done. It can be broken in Jesus' name. Amen? So as we processed and prayed, the Lord led me to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Go ahead and get your Bibles out or your phones and get there for a moment. I'll be reading verses 1 through 14 in a second. I, I, I titled this message today, um, An Empowered Life. An Empowered Life. And um, as I was thinking about what happened on Monday and what happened on Wednesday, if you were not here, it's okay. I encourage you to go watch them and just get a better sensing of what's happening in this house. Over the course of the last six months or the year, the Lord's been refining our house, transforming our house, calling us as a house, Oasis. I'm talking to Oasis people today. Guests, we're so glad you're here. I believe this word is going to minister to you. But as a house, the Lord has been calling us to be people of wholeness and to be disciples of Jesus Christ and to call us to go out into the city and minister the gospel of Jesus to those that are desperate, that are dying, that are hurting, and see freedom come to the city. And Sunday was another building block for us where we saw people set free. 
We saw people that have been bound by, man, suicide. Man, I, I just, the reports of people that were, were thinking suicidal thoughts here in this moment, set free. Can we just thank Jesus that people have been set free, that they actually understand the life that they've been given? And so over the last couple months and years, Rach and I and our, our pastoral team, we've been getting words in, in the church. It's called prophetic words. We've been getting phone calls. We've been getting people come to minister. There were two people here on Sunday that came that didn't know us, never met us. They've been praying for this house for weeks and gave just like, they read Rach and I's mail. Like just told us exactly where we had been feeling and what we were wondering. This is how this house works. We believe that. All biblically based, nothing out of line. We, we took it to the word, but... The Lord has been speaking the prophetic words that this will be an oasis. Well, pastor, that's the name. Duh. Some of you thought that. <laughs> but actually, an oasis is a wellspring of life in the midst of a desert. That we're actually going to be a wellspring of life where people will come into this house and they will drink from the living water of Jesus Christ and they will be saved. They will be set free. They will no longer be bound, but they will be able to walk in freedom. And let me say this, church. This isn't just going to happen because of me. It's going to happen because all of you that call this place home are going to be running after this thing saying, man, everything of this world can fade. Everything of man can fade. Every fear of man can fade off my life. I want people to know who Jesus is in my life. The empowerment of the Holy Spirit will help us be those people. To have the presence in and among us, to be a community that is formed and shaped by following the words of Jesus and to be connected and to connect others to the life-giving waters of Jesus's presence. So as I was sitting there Monday, Acts 2, Acts 1 and Acts 2 came up to mind, and I, I've taught a bunch on this, I've preached this a bunch, but the Lord just really dropped in my spirit that we need to be people that are deeply empowered by the Holy Spirit to actually walk out this mission and mandate that God's called us to do. Amen? And when I say Holy Spirit, some of you already are like, oh, this is a charismatic church. What is about to happen? We see Pastor Jordan on his knees getting ministered to. We see, pa like, that's the presence of God. That's the Holy Spirit. It's not weird. Hello? Some things have been weird. You've seen TV. Some things are weird and, and not, not, not orderly. But the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, the presence of God brings you to tears, brings you to your knees. Surrend makes you surrender stuff in your life, calls you to greater things, calls you to higher things. The spirit of God is what I need more than anything else in my life. I don't need, I, I love Rachel. I don't know where she, I'm pointing here like as if she's there. Like, like I don't, I, I love my wife, but guess what? My wife will never bring me what the Holy Spirit will bring me. Uh, no relationship will ever give me what the Holy Spirit gives me. The Holy Spirit of God is the thing that I need more than ever, and it's a thing I can bet to say each and every single one of us need. He's not weird. He's not distant. Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit all through the Gospels. John talks about how, hey, I'm going to leave. What, Jesus? No, stay. I'm going to go. I'm going to defeat death, conquer the grave. I'm going to go sit at my Father's hand, right hand, and I'm going to leave you with something greater. Something greater? Yeah, my spirit. I'm going to leave you my spirit to be the thing that will, will equip you, empower you, call you up, strengthen you, keep you from habitual sin, keep you going on the right path of wisdom, double-mindedness. We're going to pray for that today. The Holy Spirit wants to transform some minds that are double-minded. Think one thing, do the next. Think one thing, do the complete opposite. The Holy Spirit is the one that has been promised to us by Jesus. Jesus spoke about it. So it's not weird. It's not weird in this house. So Acts 1 and Acts 2 shows us what the Spirit did in that moment of the church being 
built and, and being called and being equipped that, that in that upper room, something profoundly powerful happened. It changed everything, and it's still changing it for us. So Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 14, I'll reference back to chapter 1 in a moment, but this is what the word says, so lean into this right now. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting, and divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterances. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men and women from every nation under heaven. Guys, this is how awesome God is. The Tower of Babel, much bigger than just a tower. It's where God separated the nations. This moment right here, right now, in the day of Pentecost, God is calling the nations back to himself. Church, God is calling the nations back to himself. It's not just America. It's not just us. It's the nations. He's calling the nations back to the heart. Oh, I get so He's calling the nations. Every tribe, every tongue, every color, every, everybody, he's calling them back saying, I've been with you, I've been for you, I've never been against you, I've wanted to pour out my love on you. Yeah. And in this moment, he's declaring the calling back. And at this sound, the multitude came together. So get this picture, right? There's, there's, there's an upper room, there's a house, and they're not like houses where modern days where you have to unlock a window and open it. These were open windows where there was probably a curtain, maybe something, a drape, a cloth that would cover it. But these, these homes, they were wide open for everybody to hear. Talk about if a marriage and you had an, an, an ult, like a little, little argument, what people would be hearing. It would maybe avoid us from how we talk to our spouses. That's a better word that is in here than maybe. Spouses, be careful how you speak to one another. Even though people might be hearing you, Jesus is. Another word, another time. College students, those that aren't married, put that one in the bank. It's free of charge. But these houses, right, they're open. So imagine 120 people sitting in this room, waiting like Jesus told them to do, began to pray, began to sing, began to rejoice, began to pray, began to sing, began to rejoice. And there was a resounding, mighty rushing wind. A fire from heaven came and filled the room. And it's just as if the sound erupted. And at that sound, the multitudes came together. And they were bewildered. Because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his own native language? Are they not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his own native language? Okay, guys, bear with me. Here we go. You ready for these words? These are some hard words. You ready? Pastor's going to get this. You ready? Who believes in me? Thank you. I didn't need none of the Holy Spirit believes. Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phygia, Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya belong to Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jews and Christians and Arabians. We're here, we hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. Every nation, every tongue declaring the works of God. Every nation, every tongue declaring the works of God and all 
were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another. Now catch this, this is crucial. We're gonna talk about this. There's two groups. Some were saying, what does this mean? How many of you know it's okay to ask God, what does this mean? How many of you okay to ask hey God, I, I don't understand what's happening. It's okay. There's that group, and then there's a group saying, while others mocking said, they're just filled with new wine, a.k.a. they're drunk. They're just drunk. They're just drunk. There's two groups. There's those that are wondering, and man, what does this mean? And then there's others that are just like completely like, they're nuts. But Peter, standing with the 11, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. Peter goes and shares then a message that I think is the greatest message ever written and declared in the Bible and thousands come to know Jesus. How many of you um, would love to be filled with the Holy Spirit to see thousands come to know Jesus? How many of you actually want to see, see, see thousands, thousands? How many of you want to see your family come to know Jesus? How many of you want to see your sister and brother come to know Jesus? How many of you want to see your, your, your grandma and your grandpa come to know Jesus? How many of you want to see your aunts and uncles that are, far, my hand's up for every single, how many of you want to believe and see that those that don't know Jesus would come to know Jesus? How it's going to happen is the Holy Spirit working through us. So if we're going to be a church that sits here and says, this is going to be a place where we're not better than, we're not more holier than then. We pray for churches all across the city. We believe in the church of Jesus Christ here in the city. But if we're going to be an oasis, a wellspring of life, we need to be people that are empowered by the Spirit to carry what God's placed in our hands. It doesn't just come from me, guys. It doesn't just come from our pastoral team. It comes from all of us coming together as the body, just like they did in Acts. And wait on the Lord. and Believe for the power of the Holy Spirit to fill. So I want to talk about what it looks like to be an empowered person by the Spirit of God. Is that okay? You're all right, church. You good? Yeah. Yeah. Empowered life, first and foremost, begins with this, being marked by mission, being marked by God. When you, when you come to recept, uh, acceptance of Jesus Christ, you have been marked. You have been claimed. Your birthright is completely different. Your birth certificate reads different. You are a son and a daughter of the king. You are no longer who you used to be. You're no longer that person that was dead. You're no longer the person that you used to carry. You are alive in Jesus Christ. You're now a son and a daughter of the king. Please never get that twisted. Please never forget that. Please never let that become stale. I thank God every day that I wake up that I get to be his son. I get all the inheritance of heaven in Jesus' name. I get Jesus. But like, like, how has this become stale? Because we have allowed for other things to define who we are. I'm speaking some truth today. It first starts as a son and a daughter. And so when we say yes to Jesus, we get that. We receive that. And what happens then is Jesus wants to give us and empower us with his Holy Spirit, the spirit of power that he talked about. And in Acts chapter one, verses four through eight, just verse eight, he, he says this, go to Jerusalem, wait for this, wait for this to happen. So they go and they wait and it says this in verse eight, but you will receive power. Everyone say power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, say Holy Spirit. It doesn't say you will receive power when you can memorize the Bible front to back. It doesn't say you'll receive power when you can win an argument, a theological argument. It doesn't say you will have power. It doesn't say, it says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria. Everyone say witnesses. And to the ends of the earth. 
Jesus came, he died, he raised to life. They're there, he says, I'm leaving, you're gonna stay. And when you, be, when you stay, just wait, I'm gonna give you the spirit of God. The spirit of God is gonna come and fall upon you and you are gonna be filled with power. Not just power to taunt it, to, 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 to be that person with the chest out, like I have Jesus. But to be a person that walks out as a witness on mission for Jesus. So I think we've twisted some ideas of what it means to be empowered. We think empowerment means that like we're gonna have everything we need. We think that being empowered by the Holy Spirit means that we should never have bad things happen to us. Can I speak to anybody today? Come on. We think that empowerment of the Holy Spirit should cause us to have all the greatest designs, the greatest ideas, yes. But what actually the empowerment of the Holy Spirit actually is for us to do is to be a witness. Okay, we're going back to basics 101 church. Here we go. It is to be a witness for Jesus. It is to tell about what Jesus has done, what about Jesus is doing, and what Jesus is going to do. It is not for us to stand up and build our platforms. I'm just here. I have a ministry. It's awesome. It's awesome. But is your message about Jesus more than it's about yourself? Is the message about what Jesus has done for you? What he's doing what he's going to do. Are we empowered by the Holy Spirit to live on mission? Somewhere along the lines, we as church people, as followers of Jesus, we've looked at the mission of just being like, well, we should have a really cool Sunday. It should be really fun. Everyone then go to brunch and forget talking about Jesus for the rest of the week. We'll come back Sunday. We'll make sure we get another encouragement. Why am I doing this with my hands? I don't know. But this is what's happened. Instead of saying, no, you know what? Actually, this whole thing from the beginning to be marked by the presence of God, to be marked by the Holy Spirit is to be the mighty witness for the kingdom of God. You guys know my story, most of you. I want to tell that story. I want, I want to tell the story of what Jesus has done in me. I want to tell the story of what Jesus is doing in me. That I, I, I deserve death. I deserve the grave. I, I don't deserve what I have today. I don't deserve my wife. I don't deserve my kids. I deserve the grave. I don't deserve anything, but it's because of Jesus's radical love for me that he has given it to me. And I've said yes to it, that I can deserve to have the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to walk this thing out and be a testimony to who he is. I think today, come on, some of you, this is a younger crowd today. You're more concerned about what your platform on social media says than what Jesus is telling you. I love you all. Here's a note. Maybe ask the Holy Spirit before you post. Can we all just stand in agreement? Lift your hand up if you want to stand in agreement. Six of us. The rest of you, I'm praying right now for you. Come on. Don't, be all, don't get all offended. It's... Is your witness about what you don't have? Is your witness about what you think you should have? Come on. Or is your witness declaring Jesus because the Holy Spirit is stirring it in you? is building it in you, has empowered you to go. It says, go and be my witnesses to, to the ends of the earth, to, to Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Go and be empowered to speak the name of Jesus. Now hear me, you guys know me, most of you know me. I'm not some guy that's like, run up to your neighbor today and be like, you need to hear about Jesus. Some of you, that might be the call. Because your so fear of man is so strong that if Jesus actually called you to do that, you would say no. Can I speak this? Because it's here too in this room right now. The fear of man is all over some of you. You're so concerned about what people look, how you look, 
how you sound, what you do, what you do. Like you're so consumed about like, if I say something about Jesus, I'm like, it canceled. Guess what? Cancel me. Oh, please. Like, I, I, I'm not, I'm not like, but I'm like, yo, can't, if I start speaking Jesus, well, I don't care if you don't like it. I don't care if you reject it. It's my call. It's my commission. It's our commission to begin to proclaim the name of Jesus who came, who died, who raised to life so that anybody that would call upon his name will be saved. We'll be able to walk in freedom, walk in joy, not about some other. We're so scared. Man, like if, 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 if I start saying Jesus, I might not know what to say. Guess what the word says? The Holy Spirit will give you the words to say. All he's looking is for the vessel, available vessel. Like I'm here. Empower me to go today. Empower me to go today. Empower me to go today. Empower me to be on mission. Empower me to be on mission. You know what happens for people that are on mission? They stop worrying about themselves. They stop getting caught up in the same nonsense over and over again. What they're consumed and concerned about is preaching the name of Jesus to a lost world, to a lost city, to a dying city, to a hurting city, to a broken city. And we have the answer, and his name is Jesus. Go and receive the power of the Holy Spirit upon your life. The empowerment will cause us to walk on mission. Will we get it right all the time? No. But you know what? I'd rather try than not. The life of a person marked by the power of the Spirit is living on mission. A witness, you know what they do? They tell the truth. I've never been called in as a witness on a court case. I, I'm thankful for that. Um, like, I'm thankful for that. I don't know, Claude, have you? Have you been called in? I'm, I'm seeing a, like, I, I don't ever, I don't, I, it might happen, it might not. Like, but one thing's certain, if I do, or if any of us do, we have to walk into that room and we have to tell the truth. We have to tell the truth. Like our, like, like our own court system, say whatever you want, it's, whatever. I'm not here to talk about that today. I'm here to talk about it. Like if they call you, you better tell the truth as a witness or there's some consequences. The same thing is true for us as believers of Jesus Christ. Jesus is saying, will you be my witness? Will you actually speak truth? Guys, be careful of who you're allowing to speak into your life. Oh, truthfully, there's so much theology nonsense floating around today. Like I'm scrolling, I get on one person's post about some whack theology. Forgive me. Like I love them, I'm praying for them. I read it and I'm like, and then you know how Instagram does this like theory, what is it, with the algorithm theory of like now you're, you're, you're on everybody's whack theology page and you're just lost in the whack theology page? Is that, I'm just whack theology. Like you're just lost, I'm just lost. I'm like, where, where did this come from? Where did this come from? Where did this, what is happening? It's because we have a bunch of orphans running around trying to get God's approval. Instead of saying, you know what, maybe I should ask for the Holy Spirit to wreck my life, to teach me the truth through the word. Maybe I should get into a church and be connected to the body and be shepherded by pastors and by fathers and mothers. Maybe I should come. This is the truth of Jesus, that when you live by the Spirit, you will be taught by the Spirit and directed by the Spirit to speak what the Spirit has said. And what the Spirit says is truth. You with me? Be careful of who you follow. Just because it sounds good doesn't mean it's good. Just because it has a good background. I'm, I could start going preaching right now. Just because it's got a good background. Don't mean it's, the it's not the devil. Oh, straight up. Double-mindedness. Empowered people, stay the course. Stay the course. Preach what is true. And what is true is Jesus came. And anybody that would call upon his name will be saved. And there will be people that won't. 
It is not our job to figure that out. It is our job to proclaim and be a witness. Hello? Hello? Some of us are more sitting in theological circles figuring out who's going to heaven instead of just going and telling about heaven. That's a good word. Let me sit down. That's a good word, Pastor. Can, can we be honest? Pastor Jordan, can we be honest? Like, like some of us are like, oh, they're not, they're not, they're. that's not our job. We can, we can take care of the people in our house. We will shepherd our house. But my job is to tell people about Jesus. Hello? Can we all say amen to that? So an empowered life is marked by mission. The story continues in Acts chapter 2, verses 13. It shares about how we just read about all these people gathered together. They were there. They were just overwhelmed by what's happening. They were hearing their language. They were hearing their native language being spoken. The power of tongues came upon people, and they began to proclaim the truth of Jesus, the praises of Jesus. And it says in that moment that there was two people, ones that were uh, wondered and kind of perplexed, like what's happening, and, and stuck around. And then there was ones that stuck around, and were like, they're just drunk. Now, now, I read that, and I'm like, whew, wouldn't the power of Jesus just arrest everybody? But you know what it taught me? Is that walking in empowered life of the Spirit, you will face opposition. Okay, this doesn't build churches. This message doesn't build churches. Full transparency. Like, we've heard enough in the Western church. Have all the blessing. Have all the favor. Have all, have all of it. Take it all. Anybody else growing up, in, like, I'm not knocking anybody. It's just, it's just this idea that, like, you come to Jesus, you'll never have a bad thing happen to you. You'll never walk through a trial. You'll never walk through pain. You'll never walk through someone mocking you. You'll never walk through somebody saying bad things about you. The reality is this, is that if you walk with the spirit of the living God, you could possibly be rejected. You most likely will. I wanted to let you down easy a little bit, but this thing ain't easy. I can't tell you how many times in my life I, I've, I've said, oh, I, I, I'm a pastor, and people go like this. Or, hey, what, what changed your life? Jesus. Thanks, man. And you know what I say? Bless you. I pray the Holy Spirit chases you down. It's not my job to go then and sit in disappointment. It's not my job to go sit in like, man, they don't like me. My feelings are hurt. I'm a feeler. My, like, I'm a feeler. I, I, I like, I want to, I want to. And it's really hard for a guy like me. I'm just being honest. It's really hard for a guy like me sometimes in my, in my early walk of leading and doing this stuff where I'm like, man, I just want everyone to love me. I just want everyone to love. I just want to be loved and love and love. Why am I doing? I, and the Holy Spirit ministered to me this week is, is where we're going as a church and what God's called us house to be is to be a house that is filled with power some people are going to reject it. Some people are going to look at us like, man, you all are nuts. What are you all, drunk? It's not, and I'll be like, the same thing, it's nine in the morning. Like, I, if any of you are drunk at nine in the morning, we have bigger issues to talk about. Like, like I'm not, we're not drunk, we're just filled with the Holy Spirit. We're crazy about Jesus. We want to see Jesus' face shine. We want to see the glory of heaven fill this room. We want to see the face of Jesus burn in every one of our hearts and every one of our eyes. That's what we want. We want to gaze our eyes upon the beauty of Jesus and behold his glory. That's all we want. And what happens sometimes, it gets a little rowdy. 
It gets a little bit different than maybe some of us. And I, hey, listen, all are welcomed. All are here. And we love that. I, I will never force like anybody to do anything in this house. Some of you come because this is so different. And you're like, I love this. I don't know what's happening, but this is awesome. Some of you in this house are going, this, you can't get up fast enough to be like, this place is drunk. They're just drunk. Yeah, we are. In the spirit. In the spirit. Listen, this is not like a cliche thing to say. Like, I, I want to be drunk. I, I, I've tried every, I've tried it all. I've tried, I've tried everything to make me feel good. You know what's list my spirit? The spirit of God. Being empowered by him. Being intimate with him. Being real with him. And letting him do surgery on me. Breaking off the fear of man. Not caring about opposition. Not caring about if people are going to reject it. Not caring about anything. Treating people in love. Treating people in kindness. It's not us versus them. It's none of that. But it's saying, yo, yo, you don't want this. That's okay. I'm going to keep praying for you. I'm going to keep believing for the Holy Spirit to reach you. Yo, you got a roommate that doesn't believe in what you believe. Guess what? Continue and begin or begin to pray for them. We had a brother in the house that's been praying for his roommate for some time. He was here a couple weeks ago. And he just broke down crying and accepted Jesus Christ into his life. Why? Because I think his roommate showed him the love of Jesus day after day, hour by hour, minute by minute, empowered by the Spirit to do it. Can I say this? Opposition isn't always the devil. But like opposition and trial, it's actually sometimes from the Father. He's refining you. He said to me, Jay, if everybody rejected me, will you still follow me? I had to come to a place to say yes. Some of these things that you feel like you can't speak up, you can't speak Jesus to because you might lose your business, you might lose your, your, your friends, you might lose, guess what? It might be the Father saying, are you with me or are you not? Are you going where I'm going or are you going to stay on the sidelines? Today is the day to be in one of two places. Are you going to be people that are like, I don't understand this stuff, but I'm going to keep coming, I'm going to keep showing up, I'm going to keep being a part, I'm going to keep praying, I'm going to keep seeking, I'm going to keep reading, I'm going to keep worshiping, I'm going to keep doing everything that I know to do. Or man, forget this stuff, they're nuts. An empowered person will face some stuff. But you know what I love about Scripture? And Pastor Jordan, you can come on up. Good news coming. You ready for some good news? Opposition is real. But a person filled with the Holy Spirit, marked by the Holy Spirit, is empowered by a life filled with boldness. <sighs> boldness. Boldness. Boldness in the name. Proverbs talks about how those that are righteous will be like lions filled with boldness. They'll be like lions filled with boldness. Like boldness from the kingdom of God to go and to stand up in the face of opposition, in the face of what's happening, in the face of all that we see and all that we're hearing and saying, I'm going to stand firm. I'm going to stand firm. And in Acts chapter 2, it continues. In verse 14, it says, But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. And he goes and continues to share this message. Do we all know where Peter was a couple days prior, a couple weeks prior? Do we all understand? Like, if you don't know your Bible, let me tell you, Peter was a disciple of Jesus. He followed Jesus. He was the wild man in the group. He was the one that was like, I'll go to the ends of the earth with you, Jesus. And then the crucifixion came, and Jesus says, you're going to deny me three times. Peter's like, no, I won't. What does Peter do? Hey, you were with that guy, Jesus. No, I wasn't. Hey, yeah, I know you were with him. No, I wasn't. Hey, I, I know you. No, not me. 
And it says Peter ran in shame. He ran in guilt because the opposition came. The opposition came and Peter fell. But the grace of God is so good. Come on. How many of you know that? The grace of God is so good. It never stops pursuing. It never stops chasing. It doesn't leave you in disappointment. It doesn't leave you in condemnation. It doesn't leave you in shame. It doesn't leave you in any of that stuff. And so Jesus says, go and wait. He doesn't say, leave Peter out of it. That guy, that brother, leave him out. He says, everyone, Peter included, go wait. Peter goes into a room. Begin to worship and sing. And the Holy Spirit, it says, comes and fills them. And the same guy that denied Jesus three times, the most unqualified person in that room, in my opinion, this is my opinion, gets filled with the Holy Spirit of God and goes out. I just imagine him being like, yo, Thomas, come on, come on, come on. We got this. We in this game now. This is, this is what we're called to do. We're marked by mission now. We're marked by mission. There's some opposition standing out there, but guess what? Peter, I just imagine Peter saying, I once denied Jesus three times. Now I'm about to go declare his name over and over and over again. I don't care how much I failed. I don't care how much I've done. Jesus has forgiven me. He's redeemed me. He has set me free. And I'm starting to go declare in boldness who Jesus is. And it, go, it says that Peter goes and thousands were saved. Thousands. Well, that was just a time for then. I, 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 I can't get on board with that, guys. Jesus is the same yesterday and today forever. His promises are yes and amen. This is the truth for us today. Jesus wants some people to rise up, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, to declare the boldness of who, when the boldness of who he is. And how that happens is because Peter was encountered by the Spirit of the living God. It wasn't because he knew his Torah. Because he had an encounter. In an encounter. And it's interesting too, Peter, I didn't say this in the last service, but we're going to pray in a moment. Peter then continues and we get, the, we get the accounts of Paul and Acts, but Peter goes and he begins to just begin to preach the gospel over and over and over and over again. And when he preaches the gospel, there's stories of him hearing about those that got saved. And he shows up and he says, you've been baptized with Jesus, but I need to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to lay hands on you. I'm going to pray over you that you would be empowered by the Holy Spirit. He's not shrinking back. He begins to take ground. He's not, he's not wondering what he failed. And he's starting to begin to walk into things that God had called him from the beginning of time. He begins to walk the same. We get accounts of Peter time and time again, not shrinking back, stepping forward. Why? Because his life had been marked by the Holy Spirit. He knew the source. Guys, the Holy Spirit isn't some vibe. The Holy Spirit isn't some aroma, uh, aura, excuse me. It's not, it's not something. It's the Spirit of the living God that Jesus promised to us that would rest in us and rest upon us. And having that Spirit calls us to walk this thing out. Could you imagine if there was not just one that was doing this, but a hundred, 120, 130, 140. Don't, 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 please, 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 please don't get this twisted. Like, this is not me. This is us. Where God's calling us, this is us. This is all of us taking this mandate, taking this time to go, I don't want to be the person that's going, they're just drunk. I actually want to know what's happening. I want to be a part of this. I want to see kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. I actually want to believe that. I trust that. I know that Jesus came so that we could have life and more life abundant, that we could go from grace to grace, from glory to glory. I want to be a part of that. Then the today's call for each one of us, or for whoever that may be, excuse me, is we want to pray that the empowerment of the Holy Spirit comes upon your life. 
That's it. It's simple. It's simple. It's, it's not complicated. The, the, the barrier that Alyssa was talking about and praying about is the mind going, oh man, I can't grasp this. I can't understand this. This is faith. To come and step up and step out and be like, you know what? I want to walk as a marked person by the Holy Spirit. I want to feel the Holy Spirit's empowerment. I want to be led. I want to be uh, shown. I want to be given all that I need to live this thing out, to be bold and courageous for the kingdom of God. If that's you today, you said yes to Jesus, but you're like, man, I want, to, I want this thing activated in me. I want this thing activated in me. Today's the day. The Holy Spirit is calling you and saying, I want to activate you for the purposes that he's destined for me from the beginning of time. If that's you in this room right now, Pastor Jordan's just begin to sing, but I want you to come up. Every person in this room, please, no one's judging. No one's looking. In fact, if you don't feel led to come up, just maybe close your eyes, begin to worship, begin to pray. But like, like this is a time for you to take a bold step and say, you know what? I want an empowered life to share the gospel. I want an empowered life to live boldly. I want an empowered life to stop habitually sinning. I want an empowered life to proclaim who Jesus is. I want an empowered life to love the least of these, to love my neighbor as myself, to follow the ways of Jesus. I want an empowered life by the power of the Holy Spirit. If that's you right now, stand up and come right up here. Pastoral team's gonna come up. Come on, don't wait. Yes, amen, bro. Come on up. Come on up. Anybody else? Come on up. Amen. Amen. Come on up. Just fill this room. Just fill up in front of you. Don't worry about it. We're going to lay hands. Come on up. Come on up. Anybody else? Amen. 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 Anybody else? Come on. Don't wait. Come on up. Come on up. Come on up. Come on up.